0: Welcome to the Fate in Your Favour podcast, where we focus on becoming the best version of ourselves. We explore ways to take better care of our mental well-being, connect to our values, and to overall lead more fulfilling, meaningful lives, relationships, and careers. I'm your host, Janelle Johnson, a practicing life coach and trainee counsellor from London in the UK. And to find out more information get resources or to sign up to the mailing list, visit www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. It's also where I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Fate in Your Favour podcast. I hope this podcast finds you well. Today's episode is just going to be about something that's quite heavy. And there's two sides of it that I'd like to talk about, and that's really after death and before death. And it's not after your own death, well, potentially, but after we have lost someone that we love, a lot of us will go through grief and a lot of pain. But if I just start with what my definition of grief is, the main thing is just, I guess, keeping in mind that everyone has their own definition of what grief is. My definition is a heavy medley of emotions that often instantly weigh us down when we hear the news that someone has passed away or that one of our loved ones has passed away. Now, there is so much obvious death in the world at the moment, and that's both with COVID-19 and the death of black people in America. The most recent one is George Floyd. And there is so much sadness and grief. And the people who are experiencing grief the most are more open to mental health disorders. And it's quite sad that things like anxiety, depression, eating disorders are a normal thing, are seen anyway as a normal thing for people to go through when they are experiencing you know, the death of a loved one. The fact is, these are normal things to experience, but they only come as a result of not processing your emotions in the way that suits you best. Most people think that if they allow themselves to deal with the emotions that they're experiencing, they will just fall apart. And from a very, very young age, we are either shown by our parents Because our parents hide their vulnerability in hopes to protect us. But we're also told, you know, that being angry, being sad, being upset are not things to to process. We're taught to block those emotions, whether it's for the death of a loved one or in normal day to day living of life. So we grow up as adults not knowing how to process those emotions. And it comes out in different ways. So it comes out in ways like experiencing anxiety, depression and eating disorders and other mental health disorders. Unfortunately, there's a great, great, great sadness that comes over a person or people that have to experience the death of a loved one. And the fact that we know that we're not gonna see that person again, we know that tomorrow we have no idea what life will look like. We have the weight of thinking about the fact that there's children involved or thinking about the life that that person may have still been able to live. So all of these emotions that we feel from thinking about these things are normal emotions. But because we block those emotions, like I said, you know, it comes out in a way that we're not intending and we're not actually living life on purpose. The other thing that I was thinking about is the fact that lots of people have to plan funerals. You have to find out that someone's passed away. You have to then go into event planner mode and to try to do the best for that person and think about what they would have liked, who they would have wanted there. There are so many people that other people don't know that they know. So imagine all of these things, you know, you're trying to make sure that all of their friends and loved ones are able to attend all of that stuff and I've seen with my own two eyes how difficult that can be. I'm fortunate enough to not have had to experience that yet, but I've seen how challenging that could be, what a strain that could be on the person who is also just trying to grieve like everyone else. But instead they're faced with questions of who, what, where, why, when, what you're going to do about it, people that that haven't maybe spoken to the person that's passed away for a long time, just trying to soothe their guilt in some way, which doesn't come out in the right way anyway. It's a very, very sad time. And it's not an easy task having to process your own feelings and also look after the feelings of others. Now, the second side of the things I wanted to talk about is the before death side. People say live life as though it's your very, very last day. But how many of us actually do that? And that's not to say, you know, everyone should go out and be reckless and say things to hurt people's feelings and that kind of thing. But if we think about when was the last time we had a conversation about whether we have life insurance, whether we want to be buried or cremated, when is the last time we had a conversation about where we want to be buried, about whether we want people to wear colours at our funeral or whether we want them to wear black, what we want them to do with our belongings when we've passed away. All of these things we don't think about. We don't actually think about what it means to die. And it shouldn't take a person dying, someone that we love, leaving us to trigger these thoughts. Let's think about it now whilst we're in a positive state of mind. Who will our kids go to? Who will look after our house? Who will look after our pets? I know that this is a challenging thing to think about and even talk about, especially when it comes to children and thinking about parents. And you never know. The fact is, you just never know what is going to happen tomorrow. And I had a conversation with my mum the other day. I said, well, you know, you might as well sort things out now. And this was something completely different to death. But I said, you know, you might as well sort things out now. And she was like, oh, well, there's time and da-da-da. And I was like, but who told you there's time? No one told you that there's time. No one told you that this can wait until tomorrow. So that's just something I want us to think about and just to explore because we don't talk about this stuff because it's painful. But that just feeds into our lack of ability to process it when something like that happens. We all know that we're going to die but why don't we talk about it more? Why don't we embrace the thought that we are now sharing such a positive memory together? It's sad to know because that's one thing we do know that death is inevitable. Let's talk about it. Let's make it a positive experience. Let's make it so that the person who has to deal with planning a funeral or planning a celebration of your life, that they have a good starting point now, some people think that this is a bit morbid, but there's somebody that I know that's already paid for their burial ground. They've already paid for their tombstone. The only thing that's left to organize is the party. They they have thought so deeply about this that what's come up for them is the fact that they want people to be able to celebrate their life and not have to fight over this or that and not have to grieve and put a lot of time into trying to figure out what they would have wanted. Now, celebrating life is the most important way that we can actually honor the people who are no longer with us. Blocking your emotions is like shaking up a can of fizzy drink. There is bound to be an outburst. There is bound to be something that happens that actually does more harm than it would have needed to if you only had or gave yourself the time to process your feelings. In my view, there are two ways of seeing death. You can be someone who sees it as you've been cheated by life and everything is against you and why me, why me, why me? Or you can see it as a normal part of life. You can either see it as a gloomy, dark thing, or you can see it as a pleasant journey, something that we all experience at some point. With every feeling of anger, sadness, rage, there is a feeling of happiness, love, joy to counteract those. And without these negative emotions or so-called negative emotions, we would not know what it feels like to enjoy the other feelings, the happy, uplifting feelings. Now there are a couple of takeaways that I want everyone to just carry with them when they go about their business, especially today, but just going forward in life. Live for today, but plan for tomorrow. Let's talk more about death more openly. I know that it's painful. And if you find that it's too painful to think about, then write it down somewhere. Imagine the thought of going to the shop and not being sure that you're going to be going home again. You just never know, which is why I'm trying to stress the importance of actually thinking about these things. Do you have life insurance? If you don't, get some. Another thing would be to tell people and show people how you feel about them, Why wait until it's too late to share something meaningful with someone? And that's something that I know a lot of people put off until the next day and the next day and the next day, until it's too late. A friend of mine lost someone who was very close to them from a distance. And the first thing when I asked him how you feel, you know, what's going through your mind, he said, I wish I wrote that letter. Now imagine that. We just go on with our lives thinking, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. But actually, tomorrow is promised to no one. So do it today. Tell that person today. People will always, always remember how you have made them feel. So remember the lives of people who have left this earth before us, the impact that they have had on you as a person and on your children and on your other friends and family. Think about the person that you want to be. What role do you want to play in someone's life? You're a father, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're a friend. What role do you want to play? Who do you want to be remembered as? And every time you are faced with a moral dilemma, think about that who do you want to be remembered as if you are in the position to do so i would definitely recommend organizing something towards your funeral even if that means paying for a particular spot where you know that you want to be buried i don't know under a tree or something random thought or get a special book and write these things down and put it in a place where you know someone will look if you were to ever pass away and You know, you can write so many letters. You can write exactly how you want your funeral to be. I mean, obviously, these things are usually known as a will. But a lot of people cannot afford a will. So you can make your own. Now, just to go back to those who are grieving, there is no words for the pain that you must be feeling. There are absolutely no words in my hope to support you through what you are experiencing, I've just put together a couple of points that I think it's important to remember when you are going through the the feelings that you experience following the death of a loved one. And the first one, which I think is the most important one that a lot of people forget, is to give yourself permission to fall apart. You are allowed. To fall apart and whether that means that you want to get xyz out of the way first that's completely up to you but you have to give yourself the time and the permission to fall apart the next one is to embrace your emotions embracing your emotions doesn't mean that you are weak it means that you are strong it will make you stronger. Another thing I would say is to honour the dead by living your life. I know that a lot of people would prefer to shut the door to the outside world and close up but the tears remind us that we are still alive. Spend time with the people that you love, don't push them away and take the time to do something that you enjoy. Take the time to do something that you know lifts your spirits and remember that person who's now no longer with us and imagine that they were doing it with you there is always someone to talk to another thing is that I I've noticed is that people sometimes believe that there is no one else to talk to so I just want to make it clear that there is always someone to talk to and if you would like someone impartial, non-judgmental to talk to, you can speak to a professional counsellor. There's volunteer organisations that you can speak to. There's friends who you can speak to. You know, there are people there who genuinely want the best for you. So just try to remember that. And when when the time is right, don't shut that person out. This episode was inspired by all the many, many deaths that have been Obvious. It's not that death was not happening before, but there has been a tirade <laughs> of death recently. It's been all over the media. It's been a friend of a friend. It's been this one's mom, that one's dad. It's been so and so's cousin. It's been your friend. It's been your brother, your sister. And I just wanted to take a second to let you know that this episode was especially inspired by the sudden death of my friend Nana. Nana Kweku Issa Frimpong. So he was a friend of mine who passed away on the 13th of May. And whether you know him or not, I know that there is a likelihood that you know someone who has. And I just want to urge you to take a second to just think about the precious memories that you have shared with that person. And remember that the best way to honor the dead is to celebrate life. There's a blog post on my website that goes hand in hand with this podcast. And you can find that at www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk forward slash fateinyourfavour blog. And it's something that's very special to me. If you find that you would like to continue reading, or if you find that this podcast just wasn't long enough, then do please head over there and have a read and leave a comment. Just let me know if anything has resonated with you. This episode in particular has has been very heavy on my heart but I know what's good for me. And I know that is processing my emotions in a way that is personalized to me. And I'm always, always happy to answer your questions. Please let me know if there's anything that's come up for you. My email address is fateinyourfavour at gmail.com. Otherwise you can contact me via the website or you can contact me on Instagram at fateinyourfavour or Facebook at fateinyourfavour. Remember that some things are best kept secret and this podcast is not one of them. Please share this with your friends and family who you think just need to hear this and think that it could support them through something that they are going through at the moment. It could trigger something to, to help them move forward. And on that note, I'll be leaving you today. Please take care and until next time, bye.